Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the Lele Sucker Hub podcast. My name is Gio Garcia and today is Monday, August 3rd, uh, 2020. It's finally August. Uh, the MLS is back tournament is still going on, heading on to semifinals. Um, I can't believe we're more than halfway done with this year. Um, and then we finally got soccer and what happened last week. Obviously, as, as you know, we cover uh, both LAFC and LA Galaxy. Now, both of those teams are out. Uh, LAFC lost in a disappointing um, penalty shootout on Friday against Orlando City. Hats off to Orlando City. They played an incredible game. But before I break, I get deep into that game, I just kind of want to break down some of the positives, some of the negatives of that and how LAFC will move forward and what things that I feel like they have to um, uh, do do some adjusting, but also, um, you know, see some of the issues that they have um, moving forward with what the team, whether Carlos, once Carlos Vela comes back, he's going to be able to still help them and think, you know, still be able to, they produce what he he's able to produce. But I think there's certain specific things, key areas uh, that they have to do as a team. And they're also key is that they also have to do on the defensive end uh, to prevent some of the things that are going on. Um, so yeah, if we take a look back on this game, um, LAFC had, a, had struggled in the first half. Um, I was very impressed by the way Orlando City um, played uh, played this game, and it, it seemed to me that Orlando City was not bothered by the pressure. They knew exactly the type of LAFC team that they were going to face. Um, and you know, Orlando City's head coach Pareja, man, he did he did an incredible job preparing this team mentally and physically uh, to go up against an explosive offense like LAFC has. You know, you have Diego Rossi. Um, Brian Rodriguez out on the wings, and then you also got Bradley Wright Phillips. Um, but the job that they did as a unit, as a whole team together, was incredible. I, I was very surprised as, as much as everybody that was stunned um, by how Orlando City played, um, but also the way they were able to handle some of that pressure. Um, in the first half, I felt like LAFC was chasing the game. Uh, more than uh, uh, Orlando City, even with the pressure, I know they want to do that high pressure, but I don't think that I don't really believe it was working at all. Um, you did have LAFC score, but that score was overturned because Bradley Wright Phillips, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, excuse me, was caught off sides. And um, to me, that that um, that was their only quote unquote shot that they had on the first half. Um, um, but they didn't count. So that this was the first time ever that they didn't have a single shot in the first half. And that is crazy for me to even think about it. Yes, I know they don't have Carlos Vela, but I also know that they've been so explosive. You know, Rossi scoring all the goals. Bradley Wright Phillips, he ended up scoring his fourth goal in this tournament. Obviously, Brian Rodriguez scored. I just really do think that, um, in a way, LAFC really lost this match. But also, you, have to, you also have to give credit for Orlando City because they never never backed down they never looked intimidated and they were i feel like they were able to match lafc punch by punch 
Um, there were times that I felt that LAFC could have taken advantage and could have completely sealed the game, um, you know, close it off. But they they just left. They just let uh, uh, Orlando City come back. So the first thing that I kind of just want to get into, um, you know, is, is is just that first half. You know, we've seen LAFC have very slow first half in this tournament. We saw them have the, the first very slow start against Houston, which they had to come back and, you know, they eventually tied the game 3-3. They got a draw, and we see them have a slow start with uh, with the LA Galaxy. So I was very surprised after um, after such a great performance that they had with the, they had with the Seattle Sanders. They completely dominated them um, in that in an impressive win. Then you come back, and then they perform at the way they perform in this game. Um, it was just it was just very disappointing because this is not the team that you see is capable. And I think a lot had to do. Obviously, Bob Bradley mentioned all the games that they had to play in this tournament. But I also felt like they were chasing a lot. That that high pressure wasn't really working against Orlando City because they played whenever LAFC would try to uh, come up and press them. I saw that the Orlando City did a great job with possession, and they were the first team that I that I seen in this tournament um, have a, have played possession against LAFC um, in the first half and the second half. And I think that tired out. That's what got tired. Uh, a lot of the players, including Bradley Wright Phillips, who ended up being subbed out in the second half, shortly right after right after scoring his goal, um, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, I don't believe that LAFC. I know they like to play at a high a high tempo, but I just wish they would have picked their spots and picked their times instead of going. Uh, I felt like they were going all out, no matter every any time the ball was was on on Orlando City's uh, backfield, they always pressed up, and, if they, and at times they weren't pressing as a unit, and I think that ended up hurting them because they, ha- they did have to have a lot of subs. Um, um, you know, and it had, ended up having to sub up Bradley Wright Phillips. So the first thing, another thing I want to get into is um, uh, how the pressure that they did, uh, Nani, the way they touched the ball, they moved the, the way they moved the ball around uh, with LAFC, and also... Some of the things that that I didn't like from LAFC was when they weren't they weren't able to finish on the on the final third um, with some of the crosses. I like what I saw from um, Diego Palacios and how they positioned him. But I think some of the things how he was able to move up. But I just don't see the same thing on the right hand side from Tristan Blackman. Uh, you know, I, f- I feel like he played a, 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 a you know a very solid game, but I feel like some of the production that you get from the crosses from Diego Palazzo's, uh opposed to Tristan Blackman are not the same. You know, you're you're not able to see the same from one side to the other, and I think those are one things. I'm not saying that Tristan Blackman's not capable of doing those things. I'm just saying I would like him to produce more of those uh, crosses and some of those dangerous crosses. I saw we saw uh, Diego Diego Palazzo's, He hit a cross in. And he just went right through the keeper, and the keeper to notice because the way he bounced the ball in, and I just feel uh, Diego Palacio has more of those threatening um, crosses into the box, and Tristan Blackman doesn't have those. Um, and I just would like to see more of that. And I think in this tournament they were lacking uh, a bit of uh, a bit of depth uh, in the backfield. Obviously, I know Andy Nahar was not available for LAFC. And he ended up um, he he ended up not playing this game, um, but you also you know I think the depth really hurt uh, LAFC on the offensive end, but also on the defensive end. And let me let me get a little bit more. Uh, Jordan Harvey ended up coming in into the game, and once he came into the game, I mean he he played okay, but I I, I would 
it'd be fair to say that 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 corner kick goal that was on him was because it was it was on uh, Jordan Harvey, and I don't feel that I, if you ask Jordan Harvey, you know he 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 should have done a better job defending that corner kick and not letting Jao Martinho, a former LFC player, score on them right there. If you if you just look at that on how that was defended, it was very defended poorly. He had so much space. I don't know. I don't know. I looked at that a couple of times. I don't know if Jordan Harvey was trying to guard the post. I mean, he was trying to grab, guard the back post. But again, there's nobody there for him. All you see is Jao Martinho. The cross comes in from Nani on a corner kick. Wide open, hit hits it on the header, and then you see Jordan Harvey get there too. It was too late for him to get there and do anything about it. And Jordan Harvey is a veteran. He he knows what to do in those situations. And I don't know. It seems like he just got caught off guard. I mean, you saw Kenneth Vermeer come out and you know just just have a look of disappointment because um, he wasn't able to get to that ball. But also, if you just look at the play. You just wish, as if you were, you know, there as a as a goalkeeper or any other. Once they, they look at that goal, they're gonna, they're, I know they're they're shooting themselves in the foot and looking and man, I wish I would have, you know, guarded them or you know got got a couple more players to drop back in. And the thing I think that hurts the most, it was in the 90th minute. You probably had, you know, with the extra time, you probably had to play five more minutes. That ended up, I feel like that's where they, obviously they lost the game because once you go into penalties. It, Anything could happen, and I knew once they scored, once they tied, if they if that went to penalties, um, I didn't think LAFC was going to win because at that point Orlando City just had the momentum. They went on penalty kicks, and I don't mean um, to to get on Jordan Harvey, but Jordan Harvey was the one that ended up missing his his penalty kick. Uh, everybody else from LAFC. So in a way, you had. To- it wasn't the best performance from Jordan Harvey, and I know this is something he could bounce back, but I just feel like as a veteran, he could have just done a better job there and not be put in that situation. But to be clear, this loss is not on Jordan Harvey. It's on the whole LAFC team. Like I said Bob Bradley, like I said earlier, Bob Bradley said this team was gas. This team was ran out of energy, and that was due to the fact of playing so many games within such a short amount of period. Um, and you know that that leads all the way back to to you know to the turn to group play and everything. Um, but some of the, some of the some of the positives that I will want to do want to get on. I think we did find um, we did find out who's going to be LAFC's uh, number one goalkeeper. Uh, we saw Kenneth Vermeer stop a penalty kick on on Nani. Uh, just an incredible penalty kick that he had. There's just the pressure that that he had on him um, to to be the savior when uh, I was on the 57th minute when they called the penalty. The game was still zero zero, and Kenneth Vermeer had that big save. And Barbelli was saying he was looking for one big one big save, and I, to me that was a big save um, to get them. And then you know you shortly right after that. You had um, Bradley Wright Phillips score his goal in the 60th minute, like just literally just three minutes after that, and you have all the, you had all the momentum, you know. You then you know you LAFC in the 65th minute they made the switch for you know uh, Francisco Janela came in for Mark Anthony K, you know. You uh, I mean you know you also you also had certain things you know Orlando City made a couple subs, and then finally um, Bradley Wright Phillips. Uh, I want to say what is this in the 77th minute. Ended up coming off. Danny Masovsky came in. You had uh, this is when Jordan Harvey came in for Diego Palacios, and you know things slowly started to change. I think the thing that also kind of hurt him, uh, Duarte Tuesta, he left um, 
he left the game in the 81st minute. Jose Sufuentes ended up coming him, ended up coming for him. Um, but the reason why he came out, I mean, he's such a crucial piece with them, um, with that with LAFC's um, a center field. I, you just had like in the seventh minute, just elaborate on the on his injury, and you know that LAFC hasn't updated us. I don't think it's any. Serious, you had a friendly fire. Uh, Dejan Djokovic ended up uh, trying to kick the ball and he collided. Uh, both were trying to go forth the ball and he collided with Dora Twesta. Um, and then that's when the sub had to come in. Not saying that that's you know, but he's such a focal point in, in that midfield. Uh, Jose Cifuentes eventually may potentially one day get the start. Um, because we know Eduardo Twesta may not be here after this next season, but you just want to see. Jose Sanfuentes, just, you know, one man after another. And I know that's a hard thing to ask, uh, you know, replace uh, the team's best midfielder in there. Um, but that, I mean, that was that was just tough. Um, but yeah, like I said, Kenneth Vermeer, he solidified that goalkeeper spot with that penalty kick save. Um, I, like I said, I thought that was, that was the moment to take him on. You know, that gave him momentum, but they just weren't able to finish out. Another thing, obviously, Rossi. You know, just scoring all those goals, just an, impre- an impressive, an impressive uh, performance by by Diego Rossi throughout this whole tournament. The the way, the way he played, um, the things he did. You know, scoring four goals against LA Galaxy. His performance. Uh, he's another player that, you know, he's not he's not going to be there after this season. Him and Eduardo Costa after season. I I for, I don't expect them to be there not because. LFC doesn't want them, but because they they're just too talented for them to be on this on this roster for this year and this in this um and after this year LAFC is going to end up selling them um and they both had mentioned that they do want to go out there and play uh you know they want to play overseas and they should they they should have every right you know Diego Rossi has shown but also seen the whatever liked about Diego Rossi is a maturity. The maturity he has as a player, as a scorer, stepping up when Carlos Vela is not there, stepping up, you know, leading this team, and you know, you know, you uh, you saw him just lead just on the field and off the field, and he's only 22 years old. He's only going to get better. They got this guy's incredible, a great left winger, right or left or right, wherever wherever you, wherever you put him, he he's just explosive with that speed. And I, I like that you can still see him score even without Carlos Vela, and you know, and just, and just everything that he did for LAFC in the in this tournament, which was just it was just an incredible um, performance by him, um, and just also showed how much uh, what type of player he's eventually what he is right now and what he's uh, just going to become overall. So I just want to I'm just looking this up. Just want to get this right. Uh, he had se- he had seven he had seven goals. In this tournament, seven goals. He also had two assists. Seven goals and two assists in this tournament, which is just incredible. Hats off to Diego Rossi. Another thing, another player that I want, that I obviously want to get on. I'm gonna talk about all these players. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. I mean, stepping up in place of Carlos Vela. You know, you have four goals. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, you have four goals in this tournament. Stepped up huge, stepped up big uh, for LAFC against, you know, against Orlando. And I think the only thing is he ran out of gas. And I feel like he was the one that was, uh, he's not, he's not, he, he physically right now is not ready for 90 minutes. And we knew that coming in. Um, I know once Carlos Vela, once Carlos Vela has come back, LAFC aren't really worried about that. Um, they, they just know that they have a weapon even to sub in for 
say Carlos Vela, Rossi, Brian Rodriguez. I'm 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 expected to see him come in from Brian Rodriguez, and you have Vela and Rossi on the wing, and then you have him um, as a number, you know, play play in the middle. Uh, but you saw what he can do, and Bradley Wright Phillips, even at the age he is, he's he's at, he's still scoring goals, and I love what he's able to do. Though, he, even though he was not able to play 90 minutes, that's not his fault because LAFC was going in this tournament knowing that they would have a Diam- Adama Diomande, which that didn't end up happening. And p- potentially Adrian Perez, I think his injury is a lot more serious than LAFC ha- had told us and speculated. They like depth up there because once Adam- Adama Diomande deal just left the tournament due to a inner injury, to me, that was that was almost kind of like a red flag because they didn't have anybody to, you know, you don't have a one-for-one. One. Anytime they sub uh, Bradley Wright Phillips in group stage, it was either for, like, Danny Mazowski or El Mohamed and Moenir, and those aren't the same. That's not a one-for-one. One. That's not a one, what I mean by that. It's replacing one player, essentially replace another player that has the same talent and the same threat. Those players, to me, weren't threatening. A deal is threatening. Adrian Perez is training because they can score. And that's not to knock Danny Mazowski or Mohamed Emelnir, but, you know, those guys are just bigger threats, and that's what Dio is paid to, paid to do. So maybe looking further down the line, I want to know, you know, if Dio is going to be injury-prone player, I want to know how much of a value he really has to this team. That's just a question I'm just putting out there. Um, another another big big thing that I that I just wanted to Brian Rodriguez he finally scored uh, for LAFC and he, and he ended up coming up big. You saw a little bit little flashes of what potentially can come of him and potentially he could be he could play. We know he has he has so much uh, explosiveness just like Diego Rossi. I just think he sometimes he needs to slow the day, the game down a little bit uh, just for himself and just just to make things. A little easier because I feel like sometimes he he's he's just a little he's a little out of hand and he tries to do too too much with the ball and so just sometimes he needs to we know he's explosive he I feel like he sometimes tries to be a little too fancy um, and he, if you were just to take it down a notch a little bit I love uh, I love his game I love everything I just think, think he needs to be a little bit more disciplined and slow the game down uh, to him once because once Diego Rossi's gone after this year. Brian Rodriguez is expected to fill that role. I don't know if he's going to fill that role in goals. Could potentially fill, which I, he has the talent to, but right now you're not really seeing that. Um, but you want to see him fill that role, and I think him scoring two goals in the tournament is that next step for him. Um, and one more thing that I that I just want to just add for this another I think another positive thing for LAFC as a whole is seeing them still being able to score even without Carlos Fellas. The number, I think, was 11, 12 goals uh, that they were able to score without a Carlos Fellas. You still see what they were able to do, even with, with missing Dio, even with missing Adrian Perez. This team is very explosive. You just want to see them finish out, play 90 minutes, and get to the finals in this tournament because you have all this talent. Bob Bradley is your head coach. You have you've been able to do this, and I think coming up short the way they did out in these quarterfinals and not even make it to a semifinal or a final, um, obviously is disappointing for all AFC fans for every you know because you just know how much talent they has they have, and 
you know, sometimes you got to know that teams like Orlando are going to come out there. They they not only surprise IOC, but they've surprised everybody in this tournament. But, you know, as a big, big player in this team. But, you know, you also saw, obviously, Galaxy didn't make that far. Atlanta didn't make that far. Seattle ended up going out. But with all the talent that they have, you it's, it's very disappointing. But at the same time, there are some wins in this disappointing loss. And I think those wins um, were that collectively this group can still score and can still do things without the best player in the league. But at the same time, you want to have these players step up one for one, whether it's on the defensive end, whether it's on the offensive end, midfield. As a whole, I think that is what LAFC is still lacking as a whole to be able to step up for one another. You know, whether you come in for this player or that player, you know, it's it's not the same type of talent. And I know they were short some of those guys. And eventually they're going to get Andy Nahar. And he's going to potentially, um, you know, he's going to potentially play one of those wing sides. And you can have Diego Palacios and Andy Nahar uh, on each side, left or right. And you may have Tristan Blackman come in the middle and play uh, in, the, in the middle with uh, either Eddie Segura um, or may, you may just have Dejan Djokovic playing there. You may not see uh, Tristan Blackman. But whenever I feel like whenever there's a sub in LAFC, like I know I know I've said this, you're not subbing one for one, and I think that was a disappointing thing for the tournament and not being being able to finish out and not being able to move on to the to the semifinals to get to the finals. Uh, I know that was that's definitely um, disappointing for them, but they ended up making it this far. They have some things to work on, just like every other team. Uh, that was in it that I wasn't able to make it this far um so yeah I mean those are those are just my thoughts um what I saw from LAFC obviously you know very disappointing but they did some of the positives obviously they ended up getting what was it uh five points in group stage they they got two ties and one win um one big win over LA Galaxy uh just moving forward uh just gonna see how the the season is supposed to resume back after the MLS back tournament August 22nd, the final of the MLS Spectrum is August 11th, so teams have about 10 days um, to get back, right back it, into it, so I'm, I'm expected once LFC gets back into town, obviously, maybe this maybe this week or later this week, uh, they're all practicing back together, um, or they take the week off, I have no news on that as of yet, but you want to see this team, this group collectively come together, get a healthy team, and make a make a run for the MLS season. There's supposed to be 18 games in the season. Obviously, uh, we'll see what goes on with COVID. Um, uh, the news. I don't know if you're watching with with what's going on with baseball and everything is very is very tricky. The way things are being played out there, we don't know if they may have a, to do another bubble. Um, I don't know how that would work. Maybe you could have a West Coast bubble, an East Coast bubble. Um, uh, that's still unknown i should say at this point so i'm gonna just leave it at that i don't want to speculate um but just i guess you just the framework that the bubble works is what we saw it works in mls it works in the nba right now they're having the mlb is having some issues without the bubble um but who knows um to me as long as you're able to play without whatever happens you know whether it's a bubble or not as long as it's safe as long as players want to play 
long as players have the option to opt out if they want to play or they don't they want to play obviously that's a, their decision you respect it you respect when Vela didn't want to go out there uh to Florida to be away from his pregnant wife that to me that was totally fine uh I just want to see how the MLS is going to handle the start of the season I know they want to finish this off first and I think it's just step at a time finish this off if they finish this off it looks like there's going to be a very successful tournament even though they got a lot of pushback then you look towards the start of season and how that looks but that is it guys um that's gonna just wrap up my things and just uh the LAFC recap um uh, if you guys uh, can give this a podcast a five-star rating on apple Podcasts, um you also listen you can also get this podcast on spotify stitcher uh pocket cast google podcast wherever you get your music anything this is where you can download this podcast and you can also follow me on twitter at joe garcia la um it's gio uh garcia la um follow me there tweet at me just certain things that you know i'm tweeting about you know both lafc and la galaxy um you know i'm also very excited for what the la galaxy have to do obviously there's more ox- uh, obstacles with them and you know put them finding their identity and all the different things and the issues that they've had um but yeah it's a very exciting time for sports to be back Emma's finishing off this tournament strong and that's gonna wrap today's episode guys thank you for listening we'll catch you guys next time peace